0: Hello beautiful souls and welcome to the Aura Room, an inspiring space for divine spiritual seekers looking to answer their soul's calling and align with their purpose. I am your host, Eleth Lewis, and I am here to help you find your light and awaken to your truth. Together, we will cover a multitude of spiritual topics, share stories, and deeply dive into what it means to be a soul having a human experience. So come on in and feel the frequency of love, light, and healing energy emanating through your body as you enter the Aura Room. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Aura Room. Pull up a chair, grab some coffee or tea, and let's get cozy because today we are going to be talking about spiritual awakening. I'm going to take you through my personal journey of spiritual awakening, what it looked like for me, what I went through, all of that. So I am just sitting here very chill, very relaxed and ready to talk. I want you to know that trying to record this podcast is a little bit of a challenge for me because A, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I am the type of person who just wings it. I wing everything. I feel like you can make things really difficult or make things really easy. And I am literally just sitting here recording this on an app on my phone and just winging it. I feel like if I wait for the perfect moment, the right equipment, the perfect this, the perfect that, everything is going to get put on the back burner. And I really just want to share things from my heart from my soul and that's what i'm doing so let's talk let's talk spiritual awakening what is a spiritual awakening i think that a spiritual awakening is an experience and an aha moment when you finally realize that you have a purpose, that you are a soul having a human experience, and that you are here on earth to serve that soul's purpose. When you finally realize that your soul is eternal, that this is just an earth school, a test, that you are here for soul expansion and you have that aha moment, where your soul finally wakes up to its divinity, to its energy, to its power, and you're just like, what? And I feel like it can be very bam in your face to the point where a spiritual awakening knocks you out, or it can be gradual and subtle and something that happens over time. And that is actually my personal experience. My spiritual awakening has been something that I feel I have been undergoing since I was very young. Because if you listen to my last episode where I talked about how I used to just lay out on the grass and look at the stars and wonder what I was doing here or look in the mirror and be like, why do I have this body? At the time, I didn't really understand. The questions that I was asking myself, but I always did question my existence. That was something that I remember from a very, very young age doing. Like, why am I here? And questioning everything and questioning my existence. And I did grow up. In a catholic school i wouldn't even say a super catholic home because no one in my family was uber religious it was just kind of like a thing like okay you know you get baptized and you do your communion and we're catholic because we have to be labeled something so i went to a catholic school and i learned about god and i learned about all these rules and things that you should and you shouldn't do and the questions that you should and you shouldn't be asking yourself and It was so fear-based that it really turned me off for a while, but again, that's a story for another episode because there's so much that goes into that. But aside from that, my own personal journey, I went through so many ups and downs, but I was always, always questioning my existence. And if I had to look back and pinpoint one moment, one moment where everything kind of shifted for me or kind of clicked for me i would have to say it was my grandfather's death which happened in 2005 so i haven't really spoken about this but i was raised by my grandparents my paternal grandparents my grandma Tiomara, who my jewelry company is named after and my grandfather his name was arnaldo arnaldo (laughs) sounds funny in English but he and I were very very close and I would always joke around and we would always joke around saying that we had a very special bond and that we were soulmates and looking back now I'm like he was so my soulmate because a soulmate is not only limited to a romantic partner a lot of people have that misconception and I guess it's because of everything that we're presented with You know, in movies, online. Oh, my soulmate, my soulmate. But a soulmate can be so many different things. Your dog can be a part of your soul group, soul family, soulmate. Your brothers, your sisters, cousins, even friends. And my grandfather and I had a very, very deep connection. We were both Scorpios. (laughs) And he was the type of person, it makes me emotional, but he was the type of person who would make me feel so deeply loved and so deeply supported and we he was he was just as deep as i am and i don't really like to open up to many people and show my depth i guess now as i'm getting older and after i've had kids it's been easier or i've cared less um But with my grandfather, he and I had a very deep relationship and he would always tell me how much he loved me. And I remember he would say things like, if they told me that you needed a heart and I had to give mine up for you, I would do it without thinking. I would die for you. And, you know, it sounds very dramatic, but, you know, again, Scorpio. And he was just a very passionate, deep individual. And he would always share his feelings with me and his thoughts with me And the crazy thing is when i would ask him about his beliefs and i was maybe like 13 12 years old he'd be like oh i don't believe in anything except for jesus christ i believe that when we die we die and we go into the earth and we're worm food and that's it and i was like really you don't think there's more to life and he would say nope and at the time i didn't really think anything of it i was like well I don't know if I really believe that, but okay. So when my grandfather passed away, I remember, and it happened really fast, and he and I stopped speaking actually for about a year because of something so dumb, and he was very stubborn, and I was about 15 years old. And I decided I was going to date this guy who he didn't think was right for me based on, I don't even know because he didn't even know him. But anyway, I was just, you know, a stubborn teen and I was like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you're not going to tell me who I can date and who I can love. And, you know, it is what it is. And we stopped talking for a while, which was so dumb. But then during that time, he actually got really sick and he has always been sick. He was sick since I was born because When I was born, I think a year later, he had to get a kidney transplant. And once you have a kidney transplant, that's pretty much like, you know that your life is limited. So anyway, he's been sick ever since I was born. So um, around that time, he got really sick. Something with his heart where he had to undergo surgery and get a stent put in. And during that time, I think he had an aha moment. Something happened to him while he was in the operating on the operating table and he told me this story after mind you from someone who doesn't believe in an afterlife doesn't believe in any of that stuff he told me that he saw a tunnel and he saw the light at the end of the tunnel and he was walking towards the tunnel and something told him turn back it's not your time you're not ready And he said that the light was so magical and so loving and that it pulled him and it called him. But he knew that he had unfinished business. During this time, he and I were not speaking. So he came back. He survived the surgery. And he had that story. And I think a couple of days after that, he reached out to me. You know, we rekindled. It was this big dramatic thing, but everything happens for a reason and during that year after his surgery he was able to accomplish so many things he and i started speaking again he was able to bring both of his brothers on a visit to the states from cuba and he was able to celebrate the last anniversary with my grandmother which i want to say was their 40 something anniversary or their 50th i i can't remember the exact anniversary But he was able to do all of those things. And then within that year's time, he got sick again. He was suffering from a stomach ache. He went into the hospital and they told him, well, you have cirrhosis, I think it's called, of the liver. And this is it. Like Pretty much, they gave him a death sentence and they're like, well, you're never going to get better. And after the hospital, he landed in hospice. And at the time, I didn't know that hospice was a place where you go for end of life care. Once you land in hospice, it's pretty much like, well, that's it. You know, we're going to make you as comfortable as we can make you, and we're just going to wait for you to pass. But let me tell you that him being in hospice and that experience of him there was so transformative for me because i remember that at hospice they give you this little pamphlet and it tells you about the stages of death and it talks about the stages of grief and i remember reading through that and having such an aha moment where i was like wait a minute everybody experiences this everybody sees relatives who have passed away when they're about to cross over This makes so much sense to me. Like how do people not believe that there is something on the other side? How do people not believe that the soul is eternal? And I just had such an aha moment because I felt like everything that I've ever thought about was validated. And although I was going through such a traumatic experience because I was losing the person who I was closest to, I felt like in that moment I was really transforming and really changing and my eyes were really being open to the fact that there is so much more to life than what we see there is so much more beyond and i have always been a person that has felt very connected to the other side maybe because i am a scorpio and scorpio is the sign of death and rebirth it rules the eighth house and i do have a lot of planets in scorpio i have my sun I have my Saturn, I have my Mercury, I have my South Node. Um, So I do have a lot of Scorpio energy, but again, another story for another episode. But I remember in that moment, um, just feeling all those things. And my grandfather did start to see family members of his who had passed away. And he would be laying there in the room and be like, oh, my friend so-and-so is here, sitting right there in the corner. And his sister would be like, what are you talking about? so-and-so passed away x amount of years ago he can't be here he's like no he's here there he is and at that point my grandfather was in and out of consciousness so the day that he finally passed i remember kind of blacking out and it was really difficult for me i think i had a little bit of a breakdown and then i got over it and then i was hit with this feeling of peace and acceptance which was very very weird I guess you could say and I remember at his funeral I just wanted everyone to share stories about the life that he had lived and I wanted to see a lot of people there and I and I it felt so good to see how many people gathered in his name and how he was so loved and I honestly didn't feel sadness I felt peace I felt love and it was just a way of and this was the first person that I had ever known you know that was close to me that had passed away which was the person that I was the closest to which is weird when you lose the person that you feel like you're the closest to in your life first and that's your first experience with death but although it was difficult it was also very I I want to say peaceful So the way that I looked at death was from a standpoint of peace because I found peace in knowing that this wasn't it, that we were going to meet again, that for whatever reason it was his time and he passed on and I knew that it was for a bigger purpose. After that, I started running into things on my path to awakening, such as I remember... The first book that I picked up that further validated the fact that our souls are here for a reason and to learn lessons was Many Lives, Many Masters from Brian Wise. And that was the first time that I picked up a book and I truly felt it. And I was like, wait a minute, this makes so much sense to me. And the book is about reincarnation. And about the, you know, it's about how the soul has lived many lifetimes. Because the purpose of the soul is to learn love and to learn lessons. And that we have reincarnated many, many lifetimes with many different people. And it talks about the soul group. And I felt that. I felt that in my being. So after that book, I read Only Love is Real, which only furthered that awakening and that belief in me. And I made it a mission to just start reading. I was so intrigued by all things soul and all things life and reincarnation. And obviously that's not something that religion really believes in. But I I never really felt like religion resonated with me. And I felt more spiritual. And I've always been the type of person that, well, yes, I am very stubborn, but I believe what feels right i don't simply believe things that i am told i believe things that feel right in my heart and things that just make sense to me because deep down inside i just know that they are true and that was in 2000 yes so he passed away in 2005 in 2006 and these are all the things that started happening to me after my grandfather passed away in 2006 I had always dreamed of going to Hawaii. My grandfather and I were going to plan a trip to Hawaii. But I remember him saying, oh, it's so expensive. And he had gotten sick. And it was always my dream to go to Hawaii because when I was little, I was obsessed with the Olsen twins and they did a video in Hawaii. And I was like, I want to go to Hawaii. That's a dream of mine. I really want to go there. Right after he passed, a friend of mine presented me with the opportunity to go to Hawaii And I remember that I had gotten about $3,000 from a financial aid return while I was in college. And everything just seemed to align. And I went to Hawaii. And that was another experience that transformed me. I cannot tell you how moving it was. The energy that I felt there The people there, nature, it just put me in touch, so deeply in touch with my soul. That even led me, that experience of going to Hawaii, even led me to visit California, which led me to fall in love with San Francisco, which led me to go to school there, which led me to meet people who also believed in things not of this world, and they introduced me to yoga, and I really found myself out there and living alone and and I started becoming so healthy and more conscious about the food that I was eating and I started being introduced to spinning and it just really changed so much of my perspective on so many things and I realized while I was out in San Francisco that as much as I loved it and as much as I gained from you know, the experiences there and the life there that I wanted to be close to home because what was important to me was family and my culture. And so I came back and in coming back, I started to kind of lose myself a little bit. I, you know, I I was partying and I was living life. And although I was having fun and I had an amazing time, just like, being me and living life, I started to disconnect a little bit from my spirituality and I started to disconnect from my soul. And uh, although I was still, you know, reading books like The Power of of One, I believe it's called, and The Secret, where I learned all about manifesting and the law of attraction, I didn't really dive deep into it. And I was going through a period of just kind of surface-living and then I met someone while I was so deeply infatuated and in love with someone else. And, and then I met someone and I kind of got into a relationship with that person. I want to say that my heart wasn't fully in it. My heart was somewhere else. And then I became pregnant with my first daughter And then after that, a year later, I got married because I thought, you know, you have a daughter and you, this is what you do. Next step is you get married and it's just kind of like what's instilled in you is this is how life is supposed to be. And by a certain age, you're supposed to get married and have kids. And I was kind of following that path, but a big part of me felt like it was on autopilot And deep down in my gut, I knew I shouldn't be taking that next step because although I cared for the person, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like that feeling that I always knew you were supposed to have and was somehow told, well, you have to be realistic. You have to get realistic and not everything in life is rainbows and butterflies. But I'm here to tell you that I disagree with that. And I feel like when you make that decision to marry someone, it should be because you absolutely love this person and you can't imagine your life without this person and your soul just knows it and you feel it and it's just a transformative and life-changing thing and it should just feel magical and feel great, even if at the end of the day you end up going through with it and years down the line things change because that's life and relationships change and you know people evolve and some people grow apart. but initially when you take that step it should feel that way and it never really felt that way for me you know and then I had my son and things still didn't feel right and it took me a long time to be honest with myself because you think about you know, what are people gonna say, or, or what are people gonna think? And you don't wanna hurt anybody. And sometimes, honestly, it's just very difficult to be true to yourself. But I started to realize that I was living a life that wasn't in alignment with who I truly was and wasn't in alignment with my soul. And I had to make a decision to really put myself first and my feelings first and i had to be honest with myself and during all of that time crazy enough i met my current husband while i was going through a divorce and from the minute that i met him it was like whoa i can't even explain to you everything was just it just felt in alignment and i started shifting so many things in my life so fast you know friendships that were toxic that i never realized were toxic started to fall and just things that no longer served me started to fall and i started to make room for things that really helped me blossom and really felt good to me i started to follow my true passion And when I started doing that, things in my life just started aligning. But that, again, is another story for another episode. But I started to pick up my spiritual books again. And I started to really look into my soul. And I really started to question things again. And I made a vow to myself that I was going to follow my passion and follow my soul's calling and really do things that made me feel good. And it was when I started doing things that made me feel good that things just started opening up for me. And when I had my youngest daughter, Mila, who is now 16 months, so in 2018, I went through another huge awakening. And... I started to become really in tune with my body, with myself. I had so much more maturity this time around, even being pregnant. And when you're pregnant, a lot of women do become extra sensitive and um, extra intuitive. And again, I started reading more on spirituality and... After I had her, I went through this crazy time where on my birthday, so she was born in August, on my birthday in October, friends of mine gifted me crystals, they gifted me a tarot deck, they gifted me books on the universe, and I was like, whoa, how do you guys know that I'm into all this stuff and I like all of this stuff? I've never really purchased it for myself, but thanks, Um, and I kind of put all these things away. This was in October. I kind of put all these things away in my closet. Come January, I had mastitis, which is, if you don't know, uh, an infection that you get when you're breastfeeding from backed up milk. Anyway, I had mastitis. Then right after that, I had a crazy allergic reaction. And then to top things off, in February, I slipped and fell carrying my daughter and I fractured my kneecap. And when I fractured my kneecap, I was literally put out of commission. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything but be home. And something told me, listen, this is the universe. We're knocking on your door. We've been knocking on your door. We had to take things to the next level. We had to get a little bit drastic because we need you to really focus on this spirituality because this is going to change you and it's going to help you teach others and change their lives too. So listen up, sit down, start studying, start getting back into this because we want to kick you back into alignment. And it is my belief that when you are on the wrong path, sometimes what may seem like a failure or something bad that is happening to you, it is actually happening for you because it is going to be something that is occurring to kick you back into alignment, to put you back on the path that you are meant to be on. But of course you have to be aware of it. So this past year I have just been really diving deeply into spirituality and I started seeing so many synchronicities eleven eleven, two two two, three three, three and I started looking up their meanings and I read books like Light is the New Black and I resonated so much with the term light worker and what it means to be a light worker and being a light worker and i actually had an angel reading in june and the woman who did my reading her name is b from angels whispering light amazing amazing reading she told me she's like the angels are telling me they want you to know that you are a light worker and that you have answered the call and i was like wow i mean i've i've felt this all along But that pretty much has been my journey through the whole spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And it was slow and it was subtle and it was just filled with moments of aha. And every new little breadcrumb that the universe laid out for me, I would pick up. And that breadcrumb would lead me to another breadcrumb and that breadcrumb to another breadcrumb. And I just really started to follow my heart and started to follow my passion and it led me to books and it led me to meeting people and opportunities being presented to me where everything just served as a validation that i am here we are here for some grand purpose. Our soul is here to learn lessons. Our soul is here to evolve. And that at the end of the day, the only thing that matters, the only thing that is real is love. The love that we give, the love that we share, the way that we open our hearts and share our light. That is the only thing that matters. And I would listen to different spiritual teachers and they all talked about the same thing i even went to visit uh tyler henry not too long ago with my sister and some friends and he was talking about uh how the soul once we pass away goes through something called a life review and the life review is not something that you know people say god is going to judge you for this And God doesn't judge you. What happens in a life review when we pass on is that we judge ourselves. And we judge ourselves being put in the shoes of everyone else in our life that we hurt, that we have come across, and the experiences that we have shared. And when you look at life that way, and you realize that you are the ultimate judge of your life, and that you judge yourself based on how you made others feel, that is very transforming and that is another aha moment and it makes you realize shit sorry for my curse word but i can't go around life making people feel xyz and i have to have good intentions and don't you want to make a difference in other people's lives don't you want to touch them don't you want to fill them with love and light and don't you want to serve a bigger purpose And, you know, that was something that I started to think about and obviously I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes and I've hurt my share of people and, you know, when you're going through life and you're hurting and you're going through your own healing process, you are not the best version of yourself and sometimes you take anger, frustration, hurt out on other people, but I'd like to think that, you know, most of us, as we grow and we evolve, we change But when you realize that we're here to learn that lesson and that big lesson is love, things start to shift. And I started becoming full of this desire to just share this spirituality that I have found so much support in and so much love in. And my heart just wants to help others find that because when I found that and when I found how We are all connected and everything is connected and everything has a purpose and there's so much meaning to everything. I feel like it shifted so many things in my life. And if I can sit here and share that story with you and help you find that and help you create that shift, then it's all worth it. Because it is so beautiful and so transformative. And if we don't have that in our life, that meaning, that purpose, what do we really have? It is that purpose and that meaning that helps us navigate through really tough times. Like it did for me in my grandfather's passing. It was that knowing, that deep knowing. And not because I was told, but because I truly, truly felt it and believed it. And I felt like it was validated, that deep knowing that we will meet again that this is not it that there is so much more that everything happens for a reason that got me through and it gets me through and it's not just some hope it's something that i truly feel and believe and know so that my friends was my journey is my journey through spiritual awakening and it's something that i'm learning every single day It's something that continues to shift. You know, there's never, I feel, an aha moment where you think I've made it. I know everything that I need to know. Things are constantly changing. Things are constantly shifting and evolving. And it's just a beautiful journey if you decide to look at it as a beautiful journey. Because we are all here in this together. We are all one. We come from source, we go back to source, and the only thing that is real is love. Everything else, anything else that pulls you from love, anything that is fear, that is anxiety, is not of God, is not of the soul. It is just ego. And we will talk a lot more about ego versus the soul and how to decipher between the two. But... You have to make a decision. Are you going to let the soul lead your life? And are you going to live a soulful, purposeful life? Or are you going to get or are you going to let fear and ego be in the driver's seat? So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it gave you a little bit of an insight into my spiritual awakening. I know that it was kind of long and a little bit all over the place. It's pretty difficult to look back and pinpoint and try to you know, go through everything without missing anything. Um, But yeah, I would love it if you would share a little bit of your spiritual awakening and your journey with me through Instagram. Let's build a community there of love and light. And let's share space at the aura, the underscore aura room. I love you guys. I'm sending you so much warmth, so much love. And so much light today and always. Until next time, talk soon.